Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Track Limits Podcast powered by Formula Addict. We're here at a special place. We're not in the studio. We're here at our good friend's house, Ernie, who's provided us this space to watch the race, which was another awesome race on Mexico GP. We're a bit gutted for a few things here, which we will discuss, mm -hmm. but we also have an amazing guest with us today. You may have seen her content on Track Limits. Welcome, Victoria. How are you? Thank you for having me. Of course. How's, uh, how did you find the race? Oh, uh, definitely one of the better races, yeah. I would say. Lots of passing, surprisingly, yeah. but on top there. Perfect. Well, before we unpack everything, let's run down the top 10 winners or finishers at least. In 10th, we got Ocon. In 9th, we have Albon. In 8th, Piastri. In 7th, we have Ricardo. Let's go. Woo! Welcome back, baby. In six, we have Russell. In five, Norris. He was storming through everybody. Driver of the day. Yes, deserved. Yeah, well deserved. 100%. In fourth, we have Carlos Sainz. And podium finishers, we have Charles Leclerc. Let's Yay. go. And in second, Lewis <laughs> Hamilton. And in first, no other than Max Verstappen. But Lewis Hamilton also got the fastest yeah. lap. So yes. kudos to him. Uh, Victoria, I know you have already given us your answer. But Fevin, what do you think about this race? Yeah, it was. So at the beginning, I was saying to everyone, oh, I don't know if I, I'm, this isn't my favorite track. I don't know if it's going to be all that entertaining. It's a very long straight, not a lot of overtaking. But in the end, it turned out to be quite the dramatic race uh, with a red flag in the oh. middle um, or I guess a third of the way. Um, and I, yeah, I don't even know what the we'll probably get to my best moments, but it was a really fun uh, engaging race to be at there's a lot of strategy um at play and you could see a lot of the teams kind of uh, figuring out what their pit window would be or or pit stop the pit stop strategy should be yep. like it was just very entertaining i was going into it thinking it would be lackluster and i even said that so i'm very yeah. very pleased yeah what about you mikey Oh, turn one lap one we were all on like screaming oh yeah for Checo in disappointment um no great track as Fevin said like the the late breaking into turn one was like exhilarating because you didn't know what was going on yeah um temperature played a big factor a lot of people were pulling out of the slipstream like think of Lewis there in the first few laps oh yeah his engineer was pulled out so there was definitely a lot to take in for this race but uh great overtakes big shout out to Lando and, and Danny Rick oh, like what a storm standout performance yeah I mean I'm so gutted for Checo it's home race you had well, you had an okay practice. You had a good qualifying for your standards of Checo this season, for, at least for his, for his standards this Don't season. Don't put Mikey in. That. <laughs> was he over optimistic? Like he knew Max was there. Leclerc wasn't going to just break. No, and I, I don't know what was going through his mind. He was going after the win. Like I really I think, like I, even when we were chatting while watching it, I understand his mentality. He's had probably the most the highest level of most like both private and public scrutiny so to think about the mindset going into it not only just a typical race but it's his home race mm. absolutely he's going in for that for for the in, and he saw it was a wide three I mean, there wasn't a lot of room but he did anticipate for charles to uh maybe late uh, break um yeah, that's later. the thing. It's like the reward and risk level. Going into that corner, you're like, well, we have technically the best car on the track. Yeah. Why why make that choice at that corner when you know that even if you came out of it in third or fourth, you still had the DRS, you still had good tire management that yeah. you can be like, okay, we can put that fight there. It's a big gamble, and I think he paid the price, and yeah. you can see it. He was 
infuriated and yeah, it's gutting. It's gutting, especially when in qualifying, yeah. someone who's hunting for your seat is outperforming you in a car that's probably even with those new upgrades that AlphaTauri brought in, it's probably the best, fifth best car or sixth yeah. best car. So it's, it puts that into my perspective. But uh, but it talks I about remember, that. Like I was saying, yeah. it's Choco instead of oh, spicy. <laughs> no and i think maybe that might have like it's the pre- i think the it's pressure, the pressure that really made him like be even take that margin of a risk yeah. i think when you're under pressure um versus when you're not you are making your decision making um or how you make decisions is a completely different and at the end of the day he's a competitor right i mean we had the same kind of conversation in qatar you know I've, obviously it wasn't as wide but in that first turn with lewis Right, like yeah. forget, Checo had an amazing start. Yeah. Like he launched oh, down he that, 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 that straight. He got that Mexican energy. Yeah, yeah. At that start. he's like, I'm home. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't last home. long, but he had that energy. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But on the flip side, now, what surprised you guys the most, Mikey? Surprised the most? Yeah. I'm going to say two things. Danny Rick this weekend, I was blown away by his performance. Now I know you could give him a tone in, in the Q2, I believe it was, yeah. but still he held his own in Q1. In the race, he was consistent. Like, he held his own. Let's not forget, like, he's been out for a couple of races. This is his second race back. Highest points for Alfa Tauri. Amazing. The flip side of that, Yuki was driving so well. I was, We were all shouting for him. And then I think he got a little bit too greedy in that corner, mm. which we have seen probably a couple of times before for Yuki. That was disappointing. Because, like, that could have been double points for Alfa Tauri. They I needed know. that. They needed the confidence. Let's not forget, Yuki's under pressure as well. Danny's just back in that seat. Yuki's under pressure from Liam Lawson. Mm. Now Danny's back. Yuki, big fan of him. Want to see a little bit more. He drove really well, but I was a little bit disappointed by that. He, right. ju- he just needed to s- hold on for like one more lap and he would have fully passed. <laughs> oh, I so know. 100%. Yeah. He just went for it way too early. Yep. Yeah. And anything else that surprised you during this race weekend? I would say... Uh, Norris for sure surprised me yeah. coming from 19th or and 17th 17th because all of the penalties there's like seven people always starting from the pit lane yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah 17th to what was he what did he come he finished in fourth fifth, fifth? yeah, fifth? yeah. yeah. That's coming fifth and then even at the restart he yeah. was 14th yeah he, or he dropped down to 14th yeah and then back up it it was impressive yeah actually that was my my i agree that was my um also most surprising um it was surprising in that i was surprised at how poor his restart was and i was like come on because at one point piastri was seventh and um norris was 14th and i'm like you just can't have this type of performance when you are you know hunting to be a world champion at, you know at some point i'm pretty sure he's going to be a, a world champion so um to see then if max his, is a lawyer if max <laughs> was a lawyer or do, anything else oh, yep. <laughs> oh you never know yeah. i don't know like i i think in 2026 when the car when the regulations mm. change i and i he's young how old is norris i don't even 20 he's 25 24 25 yeah, yeah so around like, that you know he's, he's so much time yeah. so much time yeah. that he will be a world champion but anyways um him then kind of dri- having the drive of his life to catch up to piastri and surpass and p5 that was magic yeah i honestly have to give it up to ferrari uh, they came into <laughs> this weekend being like this is not gonna be a track for us 
we've known that we have had bad, bad mm -hmm. outcomes this this track. And then somehow during the practices, they were showing that they're going to be probably between P6 to P10. And then out of nowhere, qualifying P1 and P2. And even this race, they held themselves together. Yeah. Charles, yes, he had the accident with Checo in the beginning, but they had the good pace. They showed it. He finished on the podium and Carlos was right behind him. So I, they surprised me the most. I was talking the most crap yeah, 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 last yeah. week and be like, yes, because I no. said, don't count the yeah. uh, the Ferraris and y'all jumped down my throat. Yeah. Literally, absolutely not Ferraris out of this question. Yeah. And look at that. They did it. When was the last time you heard Ferrari as well say strategy plan A? A yeah. Like <laughs> normally it's like D, E, F. It's like, what's going on here? Yeah. Plan A? Plan, okay. But they really stuck to the one stop strategy yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. And yeah, it worked, it worked. It really like, stuck to with the it. best yeah. that could have happened. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is also a discussion that we were having while the safety flag came on with Haas with the accident. Yeah. This is the first time well, in this year I've seen a red flag come out when there was a crash of that instant. Yeah. Do you guys agree that it should have been a red flag or should we have just had a safety flag that Max was saying? He's like, why are we uh, having red a red flagging? flag? Yeah. Well, don't they have to rebuild the barrier? Yeah, and that's, that's a safety well, yeah. concern, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you can't build re rebuild that while under safety. Uh, yeah, under safety car. Yeah. I mean, what's the what's the disadvantage? I don't understand why he would complain. Well, for him, he just pitted. He's on a fresh hards. Well, he had a he had a ten second gap, and now all of it is erased, and they had to do a full. Um, what was restart. the gap in which he finished? It's like nine seconds, uh, ten nine seconds. seconds or oh, no, actually, it was no, like twelve. Yeah. 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 So, like, what is of all the race, of all the people on that grid, Max should not be Like, it doesn't matter. Maybe he had a goal for himself. He's like twenty seconds or nothing to get. Maybe that gap put a bet down. Yeah, Maybe he, put a bet. He, put, he, put, he probably yeah, bet. He was on bet ninety nine or something. He he probably hey, was. Yeah. But like the Europe or the, <laughs> the European Mexican version, version. <laughs> because I'm like, oh, he's gonna finish. 20 seconds or yeah, whatever anyways. seconds ahead anyways yeah. well he probably just didn't want to risk what happened in the first turn again yeah but i think that's what really made this jam-packed i, I mean Fun not again, yeah. but safety wise i mean it makes sense also like that kevin is okay and that the debris was cleared and then it was re the barriers rebuilt i mean yep. those regulations or like this whenever it comes to safety part of regulations i'm like no stick to like, we don't mess. we don't mess around yeah. because that's what keeps this sport going and like the if we what if another accident happens in that area if it happened once it could fully happen again exactly so, Definitely. Yep. even if it was under just safety car yeah this, uh, this is also another report that's coming out that you know races are getting more popular all around the world but prices are only getting higher mm -hmm. and is this something that both liberty media fia have to sit together and be like i think we need to start regulating these prices because we are going to lose consumers coming into yeah. these race weekends like for example las vegas right now is not selling out they are hemorrhaging right now to sell tickets they're, they're pressuring the <laughs> teams to all. do giveaways and whatnot and i don't even think they're going to be fully ready for the race weekend but yeah. is that something you guys agree do, do we need to start regulating these price tickets across the world so that more people that can't afford these six hundred thousand mm. dollar package deals are able to go and attend these races mikey yeah, I'd say definitely, like, even I think when we were, we were lucky enough, we went to Montreal with some teams, but like, I remember looking at like just the, your average, um, what's it called, like your day pass, 
but like you could if you could if you were lucky enough to get the pre-sale it was a let's say a hundred dollars flat fee but every but yearly it's going up and up it's going up but not to mention it's so difficult to even get the tickets you're yeah. buying them second hand it's going crazy so i would definitely say you got to lower the prices maintain those prices let the fans see it it shouldn't be a bid more to go see your favorite team your favorite driver like it shouldn't be a money grab yeah yeah sorry what you think I agree. Yeah. <laughs> As someone that really wants to go see it, yeah. the prices being so high, yeah. I agree that they need to lower them because there's so many more fans year after year that all want to experience it, but they can't. Only yeah. all that money can go see yeah. it. I think it's like the legacy of the Formula One has always been like catering to the upper echelon of you know, the population. And given like Liberty Media, Drive to Survive, you have a lot more younger, like both younger uh, and um, younger audience as well as people from every socioeconomic uh, background. And I think that um, is what is driving the economy. That's what's driving the popularity. And and I do think um, that we're going to get to a point where we'll see a fall off if we aren't already because of the the just the sheer commercialization of uh, of of this popularity so i do think it needs to be stabilized or regulated i mean obviously like even if you're watching basketball or any other sports playoffs and finals or there are certain games that will be more expensive and that makes sense but shouldn't be all like all the american ones or north american ones are so expensive Mm. I'm not too sure about the European ones because I have not looked. But when you when I think of Vegas and the prices, I'm like, I don't want to go. Why would I want to go? Yeah. It's yeah. gonna be chaos. It is. It is. And not even just that. It's also yeah. hotel. Like, yeah. Every other having expense. to stay, Everything yeah. having to travel there. Yeah. It, that's also because it's Vegas. It's gonna yeah. be expensive. So yeah. No, and I think uh, James, who is an awesome content creator, chiming on this with an interesting idea that they can institute in F1 that would change it, James. Hey y'all, James Coker here. Big fan, longtime listener, first time caller. A lot of people don't realize this, but I'm very new to Formula One. This is my first full season following the sport. And when I talk to F1 fans who have been following Formula One for a long time, one of the biggest issues they have is how cost prohibitive it is to attend Grand Prix. I feel like there's a mechanism that could be put in place that would benefit both the teams and the fan base. And that is to have official supporters clubs that are tied to each Formula One team. One of the things that those supporters clubs could do is teams could allocate tickets to those supporter clubs at a discounted price. So they would subsidize tickets to the supporters club, allow some of the more hardcore fans to have access to those tickets and to be able to attend Grand Prix that they normally couldn't afford. I feel like it'd be especially beneficial to smaller teams We already know that there is a baked-in fan base for the larger teams such as Ferrari, McLaren, Red Bull, Mercedes, Williams. But for a team like AlphaTauri, Haas, Alpine, Alfa Romeo, I feel like it'd be incredibly beneficial for both the teams and the fans and would be able to reinforce engagement, boost those specific fan bases, and allow hardcore fans to be able to attend the races. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, James. I think that's such a great idea. Having sport clubs like like soccer come yeah. into it and have teams build their own clubs and institute like pricing and tickets. I think yeah. that's so cool yeah. and a, an idea that F1 should look into to have everyone be involved. Yeah. But now let's get away from Mexico GP. We have an awesome track, Brazil GP coming up. What do we think? 
I know last year Red Bull had a horrendous weekend that they don't want to remember. Yeah. And George Russell claimed <laughs> his first win. Yeah. Is this going to be another repeat or are we going to see another 20-second max domination again? Now, Victoria, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to say another Verstappen domination. <laughs> okay, okay. That's my bet. Yeah. Anything else you fair. see? There's nothing stopping him. Yeah. Uh, oh, I love this track so yeah. much. The, um, the S's, the... Uh, I'm hoping Hamilton. Okay, this is Hamilton's home, second home, second home. third home, fourth <laughs> home. Who knows? He's an honorary citizen, so I am really rooting for um, for him to win and for Max um, to choke. Oh, that's bold, Mikey. <laughs> I don't think, I don't that. think that's going to happen. That, that hasn't happened all season. Listen, I let me live in my Delulu land. Okay? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's where I've been living all season. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be a Ferrari fan yeah. is to be yeah. Delulu. Hey, 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 hey. Carlos <laughs> got his win. Carlos yeah. got his win. He did get his win. That's so true. And it was a good win. Yeah, let's yeah. Go. It'll really honestly good. probably be like Mercedes fighting with Ferrari for second and third. Yeah. I'm McLaren with the sweeping corners. Like I'm hoping McLaren will be up there. Yeah. Like today you saw like Lando's moves today on turn four and five and Ricardo outstanding. Yeah. Same moves in Nar. So Lando was getting that best out of care. Piastri, it was a little bit like he was doing well, he maintained, but he didn't push it. Um so sure, let's let's hope McLaren gets up there. What the hell is going on with Aston Martin? I was like, just about to say that. Are they going to show up next week or are they going to retire with two laps to go? <laughs> yeah, like, two laps to go, retire. This, yeah, the next few <laughs> races are right off to them. Did they come out and say it was damaging the floor? Did they announce anything after this? Most race? likely. Uh, I think I don't think Alonso would purposely finish in 17th. Even if that car was subpar, he would uh, still be fighting yeah. somewhere. So there must have been some kind of damage that he was nursing. Ooh. And then they were like, they're just calling quits because he wasn't making it up the grid anyways. Love to be a fly this in that wall second for the debris. DNF, DNF in, in a row. Yeah. yeah. Will, we, will he make a habit of this for oh. the next few? Yeah, the know. question is, where will Perez finish next? They're such a tough In retirement. Don't forget, what's Lewis <laughs> now? In, in, in They're 20 points away with three wild. races to go. Yeah. So there's... He's on a lot of pressure. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was a difference between being your home race and just even finishing on a podium compared to being yeah. 20 points away yeah. with three races to go and having, oh, I mean, a horrible weekend you want to forget about. But then how do you build back from this? Yeah, I really right? hope he gets in the mental space because what, his his potential wasn't seen. It no. was a corner that took him out. Like So I think you just shake it off, get back into gear, literally, and... Yeah, drive like your like your life depends on it. What was that book called? Gunters uh, survive the drive. <laughs> yeah. Basically, he needs to read that. He yeah. literally needs those models right now. Yeah, yeah. no, and um, we look forward to it. I, this is the last of a triple header, so let's give us another show. I'm super excited. Brazil's one of our favorite tracks to oh, even yeah. sim on yes. and just even just enjoy watching. Yeah, so. and the atmosphere, the people, the fans—they're so good. I, it's so sad to see what, what's going on in the stands uh, today. Live today yeah. with well, the, we do not we condone, do not condone oh, any of that. Actions. I mean, this is a sport. This is for entertainment in the end. And Charles had no, or the Ferrari fans had nothing to do, to with, do with this anything. So. And the booing, yeah, yes, and the booing. just back to back booing. booing. Yeah, yeah. drivers. Seriously, just appreciate uh, appreciate the greatness. Mm. Appreciate what you're seeing. Enjoy the yeah. racing and leave it as is. We're and here think, for the fun. Exactly, for, they do their best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we exactly. watch cars go in weird. Circles, <laughs> not circles, but they yeah. have weird shapes. Whoa, 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 whoa. Seventy. Yeah, we're kicking you out. No, <laughs> no, but at the at the root of it, obviously, yeah. there's technology. There's a lot of athleticism. I've always said that. I'm just saying, it's not worth violence. 
So <laughs> it's for fun. On that note, thank you so much for <laughs> tuning into another episode of Track Limits Podcast. We'll catch you on the next one. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and do all of the above, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye.